Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. My name is Joe Holderman. And I'm Jess Holderman. And this is our second episode. Yep. We did our last one about our bees. And this one is going to kind of be a little bit more about us. And we're going to talk about basically how we met a little bit of uh, a, a preface to where we were before we met and how we got to meeting each other. and then. A little bit about our relationship, but not, we're not going to go into super detail. But Short and sweet. Short and sweet. <laughs> Get to the point. Um, we got really excited about the bees, so that's kind of why our first podcast was about the bees, because we were really excited about it, uh, but I felt like we needed to go back and, and kind of explain what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> we also had a significant number of people Requests. ask us about the bees, so that's... We, the the podcast we're doing now probably should have been our first podcast, but hey, we don't ever do anything. That's that's kind of a theme in our life. We don't ever th- do anything in order. Like we do it no. all backwards. We had kids and eh, then went to school, and then <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. We can do what we want. Um, so uh, we're gonna get started, and basically, Jess is gonna go first. Because for those of you that don't know, we met when we were both living in Germany, and she got to Germany several years before I did, so she's going to discuss... Only about 17 years before you did. Well, she she was born there, but then you'll hear her story. So, (laughs) without further ado, just take it away. Yay. All right. So, um, wow. Okay. So... To start from the beginning, I was born in Germany, and so my mom is German, and my dad is American. Um, He's from Nebraska. Uh, He's in the the Army currently, but he um, joined the Army in the 80s. So they met over there, and then he got out of the Army, so we moved to Minnesota, and then he got back in the Army after September 11th. So on my 13th birthday, we moved to Germany. Um... Of course, I went to an American school overseas on the Army post. There were a lot of activities to do, a lot of things to help keep kids distracted while their parents were deployed. Um, and so that kind of brought me to, you know, did all sorts of things. Um, but I was really hooked at the Terrace Playhouse. And the Terrace Playhouse is a little branch of the MWR um, Morale. Morale, welfare, and recreation. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably explain a few acronyms here. But uh, so MWR, um, the Army Entertainment Program, um, you know, we helped kind of put on shows for families. It's a community theater. Well, I meant MWR in general. Like right. But the, the Terrace the Playhouse. The Lieutenant Dan Band and stuff. Yes. Um, but Terrace Playhouse is what hooked me. We did live performances on the stage. And the first one I was involved in was Cinderella. Uh, where I played my trombone, and then I got into backstage stuff, um, got into lighting and sound, and uh, eventually got up on stage. And so, in 2006, I tried out for Alice in Wonderland. And that's where I came in. <laughs> uh, I got to Germany right at the end of 2005, and I, I lived in the barracks, and my roommate at the time was involved in a, a production with the Terrace Playhouse in the spring of 2006, and he basically enlisted me to help him build a set for that. 
So I knew about the Terrace Playhouse. Well, when they their fall show tryouts came out, he dragged me to it and said, "Hey, you're going to try out. You, I, I'm not a bad singer." So he was like, "Hey, come try you're, out with you're me. You're a good singer. It'll be fun." <laughs> and that's during that that was the Alice in Wonderland production, and that's kind of where we first Jess and I first met each other. Yep, and you know, um, it wasn't like I was immediately love on first and yeah, love at first sight. It was uh, I thought he was an older married guy with kids, and so I wasn't initially interested. And then we went out with all of our theater buddies. Um, so another thing in Germany, the drinking age is sixteen, and at this point I was seventeen. So we all kind of went and hung out at the karaoke bar. Um, country western, super great food, really great drinks, called Lone Star. And obviously they had karaoke, and so we kind of vibed that night. Uh, and then he went off to Ohio for leave for about a month, and we spent that entire month talking. Yeah, so because I was in Germany and went back to Ohio for uh, vacation... Just back to visit my family for Christmas, but it's such a the it's a six hour time difference, and I was gaining six hours basically. So I was waking up every morning at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, because to me it was seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, and obviously no one is up and about doing anything then. So I was just putzing around on the internet, and just happened to be online. And we chatted. Just, just happened to be there. <laughs> And then he, at some point during this visit, decided to force me to get a Facebook. So uh, that's how all of that happened. We've had a Facebook since 2006. Um, so yeah, we spent all that time talking. And, you know, he came back. I had a rough breakup with a boyfriend. And he was there for me. And, you know, we got really close. And I think we started dating for a month. Yeah. March of 20, 2007. I'm so used to saying 20 because it's yeah. 2019. Yeah. 2019, yeah. yeah. 2007. 2007, we started dating. And then July 7th. In July <laughs> 2007, I deployed. I was in the military. I don't think we mentioned that. Oh, yeah. I was in the Army. I was, he was, I was in, in my a, dad's unit. Well, I was in... Different yeah, company. Different company. <laughs> but, uh, you weren't in his jurisdiction. <laughs> no, but I I deployed to Iraq for 15 months. Um, we continued to to talk to each other the whole time I was there, and long story short, I proposed to her, and we got married on R and R. Hold on, hold on, back up, back up. You proposed to me on Yahoo Messenger, well, I, which was really cool. I feel like that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I didn't. I didn't have a, you know, ton of options being thousands My of miles away. My dad was over there, though. Yeah, but I did, I did go find her dad at his tent. In Iraq. In Iraq. <laughs> and asked for his permission to ask her to marry me. Yep. Yeah. I love that part. <laughs> I did do that. Yep. And hey, so, chivalry. Yeah. <laughs> and this was January, February time. Initially, we were going to get married in, like, November. Um, after the deployment was over and everything, but we were like, let's just go to the courthouse. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that we 
knew the process to get you command sponsorship and everything was going to take forever. Right. So it was, it was better to get a lot of that paperwork taken care of before I got back so that right. when we got, when I got back, we wouldn't have to be, a, you know, I wouldn't have to live in the barracks for several months. Right. So basically she was, we, we got were able married to, so we could live together. Well, <laughs> We short, were go- we were story. going to get married anyway. We got <laughs> married on R and R so that we wouldn't have to be apart from one another once I got back from a deployment. Yep. And so, come around June two thousand eight, um, Joe had fourteen days off. Off. I think it was eighteen days off. <laughs> I think it was eighteen that time. It was well, I think we had fourteen time. together. Like actual together. I think it was days. eighteen. Oh, all right. I believe you. Because that one, that was the 15 month. I had more time that time. Yeah. The forever deployment. So he was on R&R, which is rest and relaxation. Yep. Um, Rest and relaxation. We did a lot of that. And then I uh, graduated high school and we got married on June 10th. And at some point in that two weeks, I also got pregnant. Easy. Yep. <laughs> And she will be 10 next month. (laughs) Yeah, holy moly. So, where are we? So, we, um, you know, he he left for Iraq. I was 17 and in high school. And he came home from Iraq, and I was 19. We were married, and I was five months pregnant. Four months, or however long that was. I got back at the end of September, so July to June. June. Whatever. Somebody June else September. can do the math. Yeah. I was extra pregnant, which I was not when he left. <laughs> no. So then we, uh, I got back. We did, we had a couple of months because we had Christmas and stuff off. Well, not Although off, I was massive. She was very pregnant. Because um, obviously Evie was born in February. So, you know, Christmas time, she was in the 30, 30 week plus pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. So uh, she had Evie uh, February 26th and March 4th. I went to training for a month. And so she went from, she had a newborn baby and she was by herself. She wasn't by herself. Your parents were there. Yeah, my parents were still there. They were stationed over there too. And we lived in the same apartment building as her parents. Right, that was crazy. We were one stairwell over from them. There's like a hundred buildings that we could have been stuck in. Yep. Uh, we got in the next stairwell over from my parents. So she wasn't by herself. She did have help. And then my cousin came to visit me too at some point. Yep. And then we survived. Um, having been alone so much and kind of been throwing into the thrown into this whole thing, I had a pretty severe postpartum depression. Um. And I had a C-section and a 10-pound baby, and the whole breastfeeding thing was a mystery. I didn't have any friends because they had all gone back to the States to go to college. And I wasn't friends with any of the spouses because they were all older. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then... I think a lot of uh, your career path choices stemmed from... That first year? Well, it stemmed from how you had to deal with, I mean, we were married, but you were basically a single mom for the first two years with how many, with yeah. how much I was gone. Right. So, I think but, that. And it's, 
I feel like really unique too. So it's a little plug, I guess, on what I do. So I work as a doula, help um, moms, dads, families um, kind of adjust to having a new baby. And like Joe's saying, I really have, I don't even know how to explain this, just like a passion for the military families because I was there. I totally get it. Um, not She's understating what she does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you I have try to... You have a license that people struggle to get. <laughs> I am an IBCLC also. That that was um, less of the postpartum stuff. That well, I just I just mean it. I know you you had said on several occasions because you had to you you weren't able to to breastfeed Evie as long as you wanted because right. of the wisdom teeth surgery. Um, it's one of those situations if you can't find somebody that does it, then you need to learn how to do it. Right. And right. I, well, Very I just I think so. that it kind of piqued your interest, and then you started yeah. reading about it, and yeah. we're like, oh wow, I can actually help other people yeah. that are in the same situation as me, and maybe. Don't realize, because I think that was a lot of it. I, I don't, you know, you didn't realize that there was maybe help out there right. that you could have gone and got, you know. And, and I was also 18, 19. Right. But, and, and I, I understand that, but I just, you know, I, I guarantee there's a lot of women that are, you know, in their thirties that may not realize that people like you exist that right. could, you know, look at something for five minutes and correct a problem that. That's causing is you pain. Causing pain and causing the baby to not eat properly. And yeah. This is not a podcast about that, however. No, it's not. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's pertinent. Thank you. <laughs> so that, I mean, that kind of, um, my whole life career has kind of come from that. Um, but in, in other ways, our journey has brought us to where we are here. So, you know, that's an integral part of it. But also, we had to learn how to manage our life also so not just my career which of course I didn't even go to college right away I didn't go to college until we got back to the United States because then you know I'm in the right time zone and I can call the financial aid office and actually get a hold of somebody um so I didn't go back to or didn't go to college until 2011 so three years after I graduated high school which isn't bad I mean some people wait decades um I did yeah (laughs) Joe waited decades so just just the one, <laughs> just the one. just the one decade. He's o- he's only thirty three. I'm not thirty three. Next one. Sorry, almost thirty three. <laughs> like so. I said, I waited one decade, but it's done now. Yes. Um. Anyways, we're totally derailing. Although, kind of not. That kind of segues into um. Well, we kind of skipped the Afghanistan deployment. We had a whole another deployment in there for yep. 12 plus months. 12 yep. and some change. Um, so, yeah, when Evie was nine months old, he deployed to Afghanistan. We got our R&R in the middle. Again, rest and relaxation. Um, and then We he, went back to my parents, but I, don't, I think it was just. Your sister graduated from the University of Alabama. It's kind of a significant thing. It's all blurry. <laughs> I I know that she graduated and that we went. That's just yeah. That was that yeah. year. That was that year. Yeah. So then he went back to Afghanistan and came home, and Evie was twenty one months old, walking and talking. I did get to see her walk for the first time. That's true. That's cool. Jess and I were talking on Skype, or I, I think, think it, it was Skype. Skype. I don't yeah. think Facebook chat existed. Oh no, it wasn't Facebook for sure. But we were. I, well, I think we talked on Facebook, but it was just Messenger. Um. 
but we were talking on Skype and Evie was crawling around in the background and she just got up and started walking. She like ran. And like, yeah, she was like she, waiting. <laughs> she was she was old to be not walking she yet. 15, and I think I think she was practicing in secret. Because she she didn't get up and like stumble. Like she got up and took off running. Yeah. So she had probably walked before and we just didn't see it. Yep. So I mean, that's an entire year crushed into one uh, minute there. But, yeah, I mean, a deployment, that's that's another year. Yeah. We were away from each other. Um, and this was 2009 through 2010. So, I yeah. mean, we got married in 2008 in the middle of a 15-month deployment. Yeah, and then I left right Throw after. another one in there. <laughs> I left right after Thanksgiving 2009 and got yep. back right before Thanksgiving yes. 2010. Yeah, so it was like Veterans Day or something crazy. It was a whole year. Yeah, but then so of course you know in typical us style we hit the ground running and we went. Um, I re-enlisted while I was in Afghanistan. Yeah, which means it it didn't. Basically, I added more active time to my contract, but not more time to my contract because most of the army contracts, not all of them, and I don't. When I was in, not currently, you know, but most of the contracts are eight-year contracts, but they'll have four-year active, four-year reserve. Or six years active, uh, two years inactive reserve, which is basically you're you could be called up, but you don't have to like go to drill and stuff. Um, but it's an eight year commitment. But when I re-enlisted, I basically made myself eight years active, and it was like I was like a month short of eight years, so I had technically a month of inactive reserve time. But by the time mm-hmm. I got processed out, the point was, is they were like, "Where do you want to go?" Yeah. But I re- so I reenlisted so I could, we could come to Georgia so that I, because I had friends that were already working where I'm working in Savannah and I knew I'd be able to to get out of the military here and get a job as opposed to getting out of the military in Germany and having to move across an ocean and find a job at the same time. Right. Yep. Yep. And then uh, so we get to Georgia and um, for those of you that know me. I'm from Minnesota as far as states go. We spent a good decade there of my life. Uh, and the other... What? And I'm from Ohio, so we're both northern kids. Y- yeah. Yeah, but this was your idea, so I'm blaming you for this. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so in 2011, he was like, let's go to Georgia. And so I'm like, all right. Uh, Georgia was the last thing on my mind. Furthest thing from normal for me. And... We got here in March, so it was a reasonable temperature, and I was like, wow, this weather's great, and I loved it, um, and then a palmetto bug fell on my head when I opened our linen closet, and I was sobbing, and I said, I hate it here, there's giant bugs, I'm leaving, um, but I was going through some culture shock. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, a palmetto bug looks an awful lot like a cockroach, but they can fly. Yeah, gigantic cockroach, yeah. like the size of Picture big cockroach with wings. That's what a palmetto bug looks like. They don't have chainsaws. They could probably carry a chainsaw. They're pretty big. Right. (laughs) Long story short, there were giant bugs. They don't have those in Minnesota. Um, We've got like wolves and bears and stuff, but you can kind of see them coming. (laughs) They're not hiding in your linen closet. Uh, But anyway, so, you know, hit the ground running in Georgia and immediately got pregnant. (laughs) And. So I'm moving, you know, I spent the majority of my young adult life so far in Germany, another country, moved to the United States, 
to a part of the United States that I had never fathomed in my life that I would be in. Um, and it was very, very difficult for me. The driving was difficult. The bugs were difficult. And then I got pregnant just to just top it all off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dogs yeah. are barking. Yeah. I hear our dogs barking too. But anyway, so, you know, then I'm pregnant and I'm like, well, I can't really get a job because I don't have any history. And I'm like, what the heck? Why not go back to school? So just continue on with the chaos. I'm pregnant, going to school. I graduate, have the baby. Well, I think I did it the other way around. Had the baby, then graduated. It was right around the same time because I remember you had to ask one of your professors for an extension because you were in the hospital. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was definitely in labor. And she gave me a D on that project. She was a jerk. Yeah, I remember you complaining about that. It yeah. was like you had a baby or something when you were in the hospital. Yeah, she like wanted like proof. I guess. And I was like, nah. <laughs> These dig- get degrees, yo. <laughs> That's not what I said. But it didn't affect my grade. Um, So, yeah. So then, obviously, having a degree and giving birth wasn't enough. So I decided to go get my doula certification. Uh, this was after, you know, how my birth went and being away from all my family and everything. Um. Actually, side note, my parents got stationed about 45 minutes away from us. So it really wasn't that far away from my family. Um, and you, the hospital you had the baby right, in yeah, and had Lillian was on the base. They, yeah, Our base didn't have a hospital. So we went to, the, to Fort Stewart and Hinesville. Yep. yep. And so after, um, what was it? After I graduated, oh my gosh. You were at training again. That's the story of our lives. You were at training, and I started my doula thing. No, we went a whole year. After I graduated, you got out of the military, and I needed an income. Um, So I ended up doing the doula certification because a couple of my friends were like, you should be a doula. And I was like, what the heck is a doula? <laughs> well, you, you kind of glossed over. You got your associate's degree in business. Yeah. And then, and then decided to start a business. And then decided to start a business. Yeah. That turned into being a doula, and then that turned into I really had a passion to... for breastfeeding, so I decided I needed to have another degree. So I got a bachelor's degree, um, to you know support my business. So, you know, career-wise, I had a lot going on in the last few years, despite having three kids. And then. Like she said, we like chaos. So because she was in school getting her bachelor's degree, I decided, you know what? I have a GI Bill through the military. I'm going to go ahead and get my degree. And so I went back to school at the same time. You had like a six-month head start or so. I had to beat you. Yeah. <laughs> she did She did get finished. In ahead April? Ahead of me. Uh, she, yeah, 11 months before you. Yep. Yes, she did. <laughs> yep. So. I had a little more to do than you did. Yeah. You had an associate's already. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, first couple of years of our lives, deployments, and then we went into moving across the Atlantic Ocean, and then we moved into going to school and going to work, and I worked at Toys R Us for a little bit. <laughs> that uh, was more to get, like, Christmas money and because you got yeah, discounts on toys. Yeah, that was pretty toys. cool. That was a sweet job. It worked out pretty good. <laughs> it did. And it was over, you know, on Eisenhower, so it was... A good location. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So yeah. that kind of brings us right around to the our last hobbies. Of years. <laughs> um, a lot of the reasons that we have so many different hobbies um, stems from the fact that we both like to have, have to our abs- yeah we like <laughs> to have our time filled with things and if we don't we a lot we'll just sit around and do nothing and that's Can't not gain weight that's not good for anybody <laughs> so we we like to fill our our days with as much as we can handle and then a lot of the times more than we can handle um and we somehow still survive yep <laughs> in fact the days that we have nothing are the days that we usually get you know Right. Have arguments about stupid things, or you know, the, I, I'm not gonna call them bad, but the worst quote unquote days are the days where we have nothing going on because the days that we're busy, we just right. don't have time for anything else. Yep. So we, uh, once both of us had graduated, of course, I started working um, a full time job in May of last year, so that kind of took care of me having any spare time. So. I don't know. I guess I haven't had as many hobbies, um, but Joe is definitely, his mind is different than mine. He's always tinkering. You're like Tinkerbell, but with a beard. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, I have a lot of different things that I do, but I would say my hobbies fall into two categories. I I make beer, and I I play with electronics. So, like, one one of those electro, one of the hobbies that falls in the electronics category, I have racing drones. Um, I haven't flown them in a while because I've been so busy doing <laughs> other things lately. But the bees have taken the up bees a lot have of definitely time. taken up a lot of our time. Um, but the ra- I have some racing drones that I built myself, and I I ordered all the parts and soldered everything together and programmed it and did everything to make it fly and mm-hmm. practiced flying and crashed it a bunch of times and probably still would crash it if I went and flew it right now. But yeah, uh, that's one of the things. And then I have a three D printer and that I've also built myself and, you know, used to print little gadgets for the kids. And it's actually come in handy with, for quite a few things uh, that, you know, just ran, need bee a random stuff. Like you never, stuff, you yeah. th- don't think of 3D printers when you think of yeah, bees. I've used it to make <laughs> uh, uh, rack holders when, so if you listen to the last podcast, you under, you know that there's, there's 10 frames in a beehive while well, they're real tightly packed in there. Um, so I made little rack holders because when you pull the, the frames out, uh, it's it's nice to be able to have some external storage while you're going through the bee box. So you you, I built these things or printed the these holders that'll hold two frames, so you have more room to work while you're in the box. And it's just little things like that that you 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 don't necessarily go into three D printing with the ex- expectation of hey, I'm gonna make a bunch of super useful things. It's just it, you sort of fall into it. You're like hey, I need this little quick part. And you're like, wait a minute, I have a 3D printer and it takes two seconds to design, you know, a circle in a CAD program. And mm-hmm. there's beginner CAD programs with tutorials all what over What is CAD? Place. I don't know. Oh, okay. It stands for <laughs> something, but I'm not aware of what it is. <laughs> and not afraid to admit that. That's yeah. a plus. It's, it's, three, it's 3D rendering program. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, so... You know, all of computer our- automated design. Bam, I do remember. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with my thing now. Oh, I was going to say, you know, with all of our hobbies, one of the things, one of the many things that we've learned is that we don't have time to nitpick each other. Like, 
it's not even that we don't have time. It's just what a waste of time. Wouldn't you rather be, you know, enjoying each other, um, creating something, stimulating your brain in some way? And another thing that we really like is that our kids, too, kind of see us doing all these cool things. So they, they know the sky's the limit. <laughs> Computer-aided design, sorry. Oh, sorry. You tried. Got two out of three. <laughs> close enough yeah so yeah and it's the same thing with our degrees too like people were like oh well you're gonna be stay-at-home mom and i'm like heck no so i got my degree my kids saw me get my degree degrees um they see me work hard they see me do abnormal things so i I think that's important too i think it's very important that 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 definitely motivated me you know we we have Two in school and one in daycare, and he'll be starting pre-K in the fall. Um, but it's, you know, it, it removed a lot of the struggle of getting them to do their homework when, especially our oldest, she yeah, would she would come home from school and I'm sitting at the table doing homework. It's like, hey, come on. Join you know, the club. <laughs> I'm over here doing, I'm over here doing homework. You, you, you got homework to do too. You know, we all got to do it. And, you know, I think it, it took away a lot of the, you know, she's, she Almost doesn't feel weird. like she's, well, I, w- I would say she doesn't feel like she's the only one that's got to do it. So maybe yeah, it removed true. some of the aspect of it being yeah. a quote unquote punishment. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, we're all learning. I'm learning my stuff. You're learning your stuff. Let's, you know, yeah, sit and down our, and practice. Our second one, I mean, she's, she's our firecracker for sure, yeah. but I don't think I've ever struggled really. I mean, I had to sit down and be like, you need to do your homework. And she's like, I, okay, her, fine. Her <laughs> biggest thing is getting her to read the books. And it's not that she doesn't yeah, read. Yeah, she likes reading. She doesn't, it's it's that she wants to go play with her friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She'll read later. Yeah. <laughs> and then she forgets. Yep. But I, the, the kids seeing us, even though we were working and even though we were, you know, busy and taking care of them and taking care of the house and we have four animals in the house, like we still made it a priority to to get our education. Mm. And never stop. Yeah. And you know I'm not saying you have to have your education to succeed in life, but I feel like the paths that we're on that we you know, the career paths that we have mm. chosen we would have been greatly hindered without it. And well, and even, you know, it doesn't have to be college. Like I, I did a lot of doula certifications and stuff and there's no rule that says it has to be college. It just continue right. to stimulate your brain. And that really never stop learning. Yeah, exactly. So on that note, on I that think note. all we're trying to say is that, you know, I don't even know what we're trying to say. We just do a lot of things because we value those things. We value what they add to our lives, like brewing beer. It's not about having, you know, quote unquote, free beer. It's about learning about chemistry and fermentation yeah. process and I, I, carbonation. And I, and you'll probably agree with this that I, I stopped brewing as frequently once I had a, uh. A strong grasp of what I was doing. Right, you weren't experimenting anymore. Right, you just um, knew what was going on. Yeah, because part of part of what made brewing so attractive to me is 
the mystery. Under not <laughs> under not understanding. Yeah. You know, hey, well, I'm, if I take this grain and add this at this time and do this and this and then, you know, do these temperatures and ferment with this yeast and keep it for this long, like what happens? And I'm not saying that I'm, you know, a brewmaster expert, but right. for the style of beer that I like to drink and like to make, I can just go out and make it. Like, I don't have to think about it anymore. I've right. made it so many times. I know, I, you know, I know I need this many pounds of this grain and this many pounds of this grain. And, and I've also learned that, especially in a homebrew situation, as long as I make sure that all my equipment is sanitized properly, it's going to be drinkable. Right. And, so. and how much did you pay for that education about beer brewing? I mean. Zero. Page zero. You didn't take college classes. Well, I didn't. You might have signed up for a message board or something. But the point of the matter is, right. is that if you want to learn how to do something, just look it up. Yep. Do it. YouTube's. You know, we're not, we're not pretentious bazillionaires or anything. We're pretty run yeah. of the mill. No, I, I, I will fully admit a lot of the time that a lot of the things that I know how to do is because of YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. YouTube's awesome. <laughs> because I, I'm YouTube. not afraid to be like, I have no idea how to do that, and I will go look it up. And well, be that like, was me oh. yesterday. I had a YouTube how to change a tire, and then we found out I didn't have a spare tire in my yeah, car. Yeah, check, check, check your uh, car Side for spare note. tires, boys and girls. Yeah, if you did not see that Facebook Live, um, I blew a tire on the side of the interstate. Well, I was on the interstate when it happened. Pulled over the side of the interstate. Super Sketchville. Dark neighborhood. Um, I had Joe come to help me change my tire because I was a little freaked out. It was like 12 degrees out, which really was like 45 degrees out. <laughs> it was it like was 55 cold. degrees. Um, my blood has thinned out a bit <laughs> in the last Eight, eight years? Anyways, long story short, um, my Prius does not have a spare tire in it. So if you buy a new, t a new, buy a new tire, buy a new car, make sure you check the trunk to see if there is a donut in there because apparently it's a new thing. It's not that new, but apparently Whatever. they don't put that out. You'd think that they would have like a sticker or something and be like, right. hey, just so you know, <laughs> there's no spare in here. Don't blow your car up on the side of the interstate. Where was I going with that? Oh, I was YouTubing it, which was you know ended up being useless. But yeah, it had it would have been very useful if I had a spare tire. <laughs> and if, I mean, I I I've been going back to people we've been telling about it is, you know we we have the Toyota Care and so they Toyota paid for a tow truck they should have just given us a spare tire it would right. have been cheaper. Right. But, you know it is what it is. It's okay. Again, that's another thing. So I think one of the benefits of us being so, I almost feel like we're ADD. We must be. There's something going on. But we have so much going on in our lives that when something like that happens, it's just another, just another thing. Like, oh. Oh, well, this happened. Well, guess we're getting <laughs> home late tonight. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, you know, don't sweat it. Just deal. Yeah. <laughs> like you were saying you know getting upset yesterday it wasn't going to change the fact that you didn't have spare right it was by the time we i got to her and realized she didn't have a spare it was you Six. know 6 45 so yeah. it's like the nearest the walmart uh auto center closes at seven and they're the only place that stays open even that late so it's like i'm not gonna be able to get her a tire tonight 
our and, only and option somehow, is to get a tow truck out there and tow it. And that's right. what somebody happened. needs to handle the logistics of this whole thing because somebody in like India was handling the phone calls and he's like, oh yeah, let me just Google it. And I'm like, I can Google it. And then text the truck driver like, why? Why are you paying he someone in He was super helpful. You leave him alone. He was not helpful at all. He called the guy. Did he? he the or tr- did the guy just call me back when he couldn't find us? <laughs> he said he was going to call the guy. Anyways, that's a different story. That's a different story and it's also the same story because it's our whole life is one thing after another. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Um, chaos. Our life is chaos. And we love it. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, that's, that's going to be it for this one. Uh, you want to... So, for for those of you that haven't found it yet, we now have a website. It is uh, holderinstyle.wordpress.com uh, We're going to We'll we'll post updates there, and there is also going to be a link to all the podcasts. We are also now, depending on where you listen to this, you might already know, we are live on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you subscribe every time we release an episode, you will get a notification, and we ask that you please do subscribe. Um, and we also now have a Facebook page. It's hashtag Holderman Style. Where I think it's just Holderman Style. I don't think there's a hashtag on it. On the Facebook page? Yeah. Just Holderman style. Okay. <laughs> but also, if you're um one of my Facebook friends or Joe's, you'll see the hashtag Holderman style. You just click on that, it'll pop up yeah. our podcast. And and if you go to the website, there are social media links down at the bottom of the homepage. Actually, they may be at the bottom of all the pages. Yep. I'm not sure, but it's a footnote. But there are, at the footer of, of all the web page, all, all the pages on our webpage, uh, there will be links to the Facebook page, our Twitter, and we have Twitter. We have Twitter, and <laughs> and Instagram, which actually just links to Jess's Instagram Twitter, because we don't have a joint Instagram account. Well, you know, Joe has the Twitter apparently, and I have the Instagram. Yep. So at Jess H nine one nine, I post a lot of pictures of the bees, some of our brewing, a bunch of other random awesomeness. Yeah, so uh, please like and follow, and we will talk to you guys next time. Um, if you have any questions or anything you'd like to see us talk about, please don't feel uh, or feel free to to comment on either the web page. A web page allows for uh, user comments, and the Facebook page also allows for the same thing. So, if you have anything that you need to add to the end of this, what me? Yeah. Oh no, I'm good. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later, and hope you all have a great night. Or morning.